toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love you are listening to be the love to awaken our souls we are souls on the journey and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings We are here to open up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. And we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. This is Adrienne Elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. Namaste. My name is Nistella Joy Davy. This is Ron Interpreter, and you're listening to Be the Love Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. Thank you so much again for tuning in this week. I'm Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey with our special guest, Dr. Varun Gandhi. We are your co-hosts and souls on the journey, and we are on a mission to raise the consciousness of humans and the planet, and we need your help. Please spread the word to your family and friends and join us every week. Consider becoming a Patreon supporter or a sponsor to help with the operating costs like editing and the many hours we spend creating these shows with quality guests and content. And if you have resonated with our mission, support us in a way that raises your vibration to love. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by inviting you to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy. And breathing out anything you are ready to release in this now moment. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself. And imagine breathing that light and love and send it back to all of humanity, remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. Hello, this is Stacey Musial of Be The Love Podcast, and we're talking about miracle tea today. Are you feeling low on sexual energy? The Mayans and the Aztecs discovered a natural solution for this, demania. This special ingredient in miracle tea found to have an aphrodisiac effect and helps boost sex drive. They would brew the leaves of this tea into a tea and drink it to increase their libido and energy levels. A cup of miracle tea in the morning can give you a boost of energy to sustain your day. And this is Brenda Carey of Be The Love Podcast. Demania is also used to treat headaches, bedwetting, depression, a nervous stomach, and constipation. can help prevent and treat 
sexual problems. It can boost and maintain mental and physical stamina. So if you're looking for that energy boost, visit the Love Abundance store at drvarungandhi.com and try Miracle Tea for yourself. I have definitely seen my energy levels boost. You can also listen to Dr. Varun Gandhi's episode on Be The Love podcast, which is episode number 106. Our guest today is Dr. Varun Gandhi. He is a life orchestrator, soulpreneur, angel investor, inventor, philanthropist, and a water doctor. He enjoys orchestrating businesses, events, and ideas about the self. And he is currently focused on creating a digital course called What's Your Story, which allows you to create your life film, a chart consisting of your memories, experiences, and defining moments that have left an impression. Each of these moments have a lesson to be learned for you. Your My Life Film also allows you to create new meaning to your past experiences, create a new future you, and write affirmations that help maintain the new you. Thank you so much for being with us here today, Varun. And for those of us listeners, you can check out episode number 106, Create a New Story with Varun, a previous episode on Be the Love podcast. It's great to have you back. Uh, thank you so much for having me back, Brenda and Stacey. Love and abundance, everyone. Mm-hmm. So grateful to be here. Yeah. So for listeners that maybe didn't listen to the previous episode of ours, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and just what has led you down this spiritual path? Yeah, my journey has been um, one of the traditional Indian household. Uh, I grew up in Dubai. I lived there for 15 years. And during that 15 years, I was very focused on external materialistic things. I you know, was not spiritual at all. Uh, I did, uh, my background in religion is uh, Jainism. That's where I'm from. Uh, that's the religion that I practice. And um, essentially one of the main tenets of Jainism is ahimsa, which is nonviolence. Mm. And uh, meaning, you know, no, uh, uh, no violence against animals, no violence against any kind of being. Uh, and so because of that, I've always been vegetarian. So growing up, always been vegetarian. Uh, and my diet had been pretty decent, not too bad at that point, because uh, my mom was cooking at home and, you know, it was, it was always good food at home, right? Mm-hmm. And she, uh, my dad had always been on this healthier side of things because um, he'd have uh, his, his, my grandfather died at like 55, 56 of a heart attack. And there was mm-hmm. some other, uh, my dad's uncle also passed away when he was in his 50s or 60s. And so he had always had this scare in the back of his mind that, okay, in my family, there's heart, heart is an issue. And so I need to be healthy from the get-go. So when he was 35-ish, he started walking down the healthy path. And so that kind of carried over into my life as well. Uh, but overall, you know, being vegetarian can be healthy, but also can be unhealthy if you eat a lot of French fries. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's vegetarian. It's vegan, but 15 years, pretty good. Uh, we would uh, shop from farmers market. You know, just thinking about it, I didn't realize it back then that how important that was. You know, I think well, we have to drive 45 minutes to go to the farmers market, pick up all these vegetables and all these fruits, and such a chore, and have to come back and uh, you know those long beans. We'll have to like physically open each <laughs> one, get the beans out, like do everything, and like why are we doing this, right? And I was thinking about this for this interview just this past week that, wow, I'm so grateful that we did that. Mm. You know, 
one of the experiences, memories that I've had from the, those times is that we would, after doing the shopping, we'd come back home uh, like 8, 9 p.m. And all of us would sit around Friday night and we'd be literally processing all the veggies like, hey, let's work on the, on the long beans, you know, as a family. So those mm -hmm. are like memories that we had together. Uh, let's work on the cilantro. Let's wash it up, clean it up. You know, we do all of this together. Uh, so those are some great memories. Um, and because of that, I think the, the health aspect carried into my life, even after I moved to America. So now coming back to uh, 2001, a couple of months before 9-11, and I moved to America. Uh, now, this was an interesting time in my life. I had never moved. I'd been in one place for 15 years. And so all my friends, family, everyone was, I'd known everyone around me. I'd been in the same school back in Dubai. We, we didn't have separate schools where we go to elementary and then a different school for middle school, a different place for high school. It was literally all in the same building or in the same compound. So I went from kindergarten, first grade, all the way to 10th grade, all in one compound. And because I was there for 12 years, I knew everyone, you know, all the teachers knew me. And so when I moved here, that was the hardest part of the transition that I came to a place where I literally only knew four people, which was mm -hmm. the family that I moved in with. And that uh, became extremely hard for me the first couple of months when I first started going to 11th grade uh, in, um, in Atlanta. I, I didn't want to go to school. I'd wake up in the morning crying, like, why am I doing this? I don't want to go. And my mom would just give me that little courage like every day, like, it's okay, just go, you know, today, it'll get better, it'll get better. And eventually it did. I made some friends and I um, kind of stepped out of it. And, uh, you know, I stepped into my own, uh, my own self. And I was able to kind of, you know, make do with what I had. Uh, and then after that, I started enjoying life here in America. I mean, now I love it. I can't, I, I wouldn't go back. Um, uh, and so, but throughout this time, I, I wasn't really focused on my health, even though back in Dubai, we were, you know, eating healthy. But when I moved here, now I had access to fast food, I had access mm. to all of this stuff, right? Taco Bell. I mean, <laughs> that was, if you ask any Indian, Taco Bell is at the top of their list. And it was mine too. I, once I discovered it, I'm like, I can't stop eating this. Mm. So sometimes at night, uh, I'd sneak out of home. My parents wouldn't know. My friends would come pick me up and there was a Taco Bell right by my house. So pick me up and we just go at like 11 p.m. and have a midnight snack and then they drop me back home. Uh, so I'd, I'd, I'd do these things and not really, you know, caring about my health at this point. Uh, and again, I was still so materially focused, external focused, just school, chasing that next thing, you know, so I'd go from school to then college to uh, to grad school. That's where I got my doctorate and then into the workforce. And while I was going through, uh, while I was graduating my PhD, I, I had this, um, I, I was in a relationship and it was a tough breakup. And so once I got out of it, I went through my darkness phase. Mm -hmm. And now I, I graduated and I was looking for a job. And I found this job, again, I was in Atlanta from 2001 till 2012, you know, all my life there. And now I had suddenly got this job that was in Boise, Idaho, all the way cross country. I didn't even know Boise existed at that point. <laughs> like Idaho, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> but I went there for my interview and I was like, oh, I'm in a different country. No, I'm in the same country. Just, you know, it looked totally different. Yeah. 
Well, so I, then I moved to Idaho. I ended up getting that job, moved to Idaho. And I would say those two years in Idaho was the period of my darkness, where I was you know, in the darkness for most of, my, most of that time. Uh, initially, again, I was so externally focused. I was trying to distract myself from the pain, distract myself from the work. And so I'd go out there, I'd go party, I'd go drink, I'd go, you know, do anything I can to just to avoid sitting by myself and sitting with my thoughts. All right, so I had all, all kinds of distractions. And again, at this time, because I was in that darkness, I was so sad, I was so lonely. I didn't know anyone in Idaho initially. I would, you know, just drink my way through it, eat unhealthy food. I had really got my body, my face had gotten inflamed and swollen and, you know, it was noticeably different. Um, and so I, throughout this time, I, I didn't really think about it. And then finally, I left that job and I came back, moved back to Atlanta. And that's when I got into meditation. So up until this time, about 28 years of my life, this was, my, my life was essentially like this. I was, you know, I, I was in a dark room. And I lost these keys, like it's an analogy. I was in a dark room. I lost the keys in the room. And because it's dark, I lost power. I, you know, I was looking for the keys, but I couldn't find it. But outside, I saw the lamppost, the light was on and I would go outside. I said, you know what? Maybe I should go outside and look for my keys outside under the light. And that's what I was doing for all my life. I was going outside. I wasn't looking inside in my home. Mm. I was going outside looking for solutions. Mm. And Finally, when I started meditating was when I was able to slow down, was when I was able to sit down with myself and actually be with my thoughts and see what's going on inside of me, you know, and uh, again, the meditation journey was also, you know, initially it's a challenge as most people can, can attest to that. Uh, it took me a while to start meditating consistently, mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, initially I would uh, sit down, it was like a minute, two minutes, and that's all I could do. Uh, my goal was to get to five minutes. And so I would sit there. And then initially I started with 10 minutes and I was like, I can't do 10 minutes. So let me bring it down to five minutes. And even that was a challenge. It took <laughs> three months to just get to five minutes. Um, but then, you know, slowly, slowly, I just kept doing it consistently, consistently. And I was able to get there uh, and then, you know, keep it consistent for like 15, 20 minutes. Mm. Uh, and so during this time is when I really started tuning into my body. And I was paying attention to what was going on inside of my body. And then I realized that uh, the food that I eat also plays a role in how I feel. Mm -hmm. you know, just through the meditation process, just through uh, eating different kinds of foods and then uh, noticing how I felt. Mm -hmm. And this is when I really, really started making changes to my diet. Yeah. Uh, Taco Bell fell off the uh, You know, I, I stopped eating Taco Bell. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I love how you bring up this connection. And I think sometimes this is missed between a meditation practice. So being, I would say being really mindful and self-aware of what's really going on because the shiny object syndrome or the, you know, the light that's outside, even when we're trying to look for the keys inside, that's a great analogy, by the way, I might, I might have to use that at some point. So thanks for that one. Uh, but just having that awareness first, because so many people, I think, start from the outside in. They're looking for the next diet that's going to work or supplement that's going to help them, whether it's lose weight or feel better, not in as much pain. But we all know that different 
I'm going to call it nutrition plans as opposed to diet, because I think diet kind of has a, a, a stigma to it. Um, different nutrition plans work for well or not well for different people, but that's that inner journey, finding that first and being aware of like what foods do make me feel really good and what foods do I actually like to eat. And I love how you bring up the Taco Bell example. Back, back in the day, I used to be like a double bacon cheeseburger girl. I ate <laughs> way too many of those, you know, originally being from the Midwest. And that was like a staple in my diet. And my skin was it really reflected that. And when I actually sat and ate the double bacon cheeseburger, like in total presence, I realized I'm like, I don't even like the way the the waxy cheese felt on the roof of my mouth and I never noticed it before. And so the cheese came off. I still had the the bacon and the burger, but then eventually I'm like, I don't like the the greasy fat part of the bacon. And then that that became a turnoff. So it's interesting how it evolves, but when we're in it, when we're in that dark tunnel, it's like we're not even aware. We're just numbing out. Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. I was just numbing everything out. And finally, when I got to sit down with myself and really pay attention to what's going on, I was able to, you know, discern. Like it's it's subtle, right? There, you don't yeah. like if you're if you're not aware of it, if you're not present of uh, uh, of those sensations, and it's you'll miss it. It's easy to miss it. Mm -hmm. uh, and and it was that meditation practice that really got me down to sitting with you know being present when I ate otherwise my mind was all over the place when I was eating um and like you said you know so certain things would um I, you know I wouldn't feel right about it so it would come off and the way I took off eliminated foods from my diet was um or, uh was that I would it took me a while like I wouldn't some people like cold turkey like hey I'm just gonna cut off right away uh, but for me, I was like, I have to do baby steps, right? Yeah. So, like, and I would always falter. I would go back. I like, oh, I want to eat it one more time. Okay, fine, let me just eat it, right? But every time I uh, broke that the rule for my, you know, the self rule for myself, I would uh, again pay attention to how I don't want to eat this anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Those sensations that were telling me, like, oh you know, this is hurting my body, this is feeling this way, I would always hone in on that every time I broke that rule, that way it would strengthen my resolve to not break it anymore. And so eventually, mm -hmm. that food would just drop away. Because, hey, it's, you know, I've always tuned into the part that's not making me feel good. And so finally, uh, that, that part that's not making me feel good has, uh, you know, surpassed the, the, the part that makes me feel good while I eat that food. And so because of that, I was just able to naturally then drop off after a couple of months. Um, mm -hmm. And so I would eliminate foods like this over time. Mm. Yeah, that's so um, important, you know, because we, there's so much food, like you've, um, it sounds like, you know, really coming in with some really healthy, strong family values and connecting with food and then being kind of thrown into the standard American diet, you know, and, and it's so addictive and, you know, and, and then there's this unraveling process that we have to go through. And yeah, one of the things that I know has helped me over the years as I've transitioned my, cause you know, I, I was in that sad diet myself before I, you know, found my way to what, what does my body want, right? Is this food going to nourish me? Or is it going to hurt me? And really like connecting with that. And because I think 
you know, even, even healthy foods sometimes can be, you know, foods that we, that might not feel good in our bodies. Right. Um, I personally just had a, a food sensitivity test done and, and it was, came up as, you know, squash was really big on a sensitivity for me. And I would never have guessed that, but, um, but it's, you know, something I haven't had squash yet to test it out to see how it feels in my body. Um, but, you know, really just paying attention to everything we eat. Um, and so I think it's, it's really important to, to recognize that. Yeah. Everybody is different, right? Everybody reacts to foods differently. And so, so maybe something will work for someone else, but it may not work for me and that's okay. Right. Uh, but it's really paying attention to how your body feels after every food that I ate. And so I would make it a practice of, okay, how is this food making me feel? And if it's okay, it's good. All right, cool. I'll keep it in my, in my system, in my diet. If it's not, I'm going to take it out and, uh, you know, replace it with something else. And that's how I, now I've started operating in that sense for the last about five years or so. Uh, and because of that, I've been able to, you know, clean up my nutrition. I was able to, I would also add supplements to it. Like um, uh, Dr. Sabi has a really great cleanse um, that I took. Uh, I took it one time. And because of that, I was able to shed a lot of the stuff that's sitting in my colon, you know, all the junk that's been built up over time. Uh, I mean, it involved uh, sitting on the toilet for long hours and not mm -hmm. hours. <laughs> but morning time, like literally for five hours, I every hour I had to go to the bathroom to to you know remove stuff. But hey, it's in my system. I needed to get rid of it, and because I got rid of it, I felt a whole lot better. My skin cleared up. The inflammation went down. My fingers that were swollen before they're not swollen anymore. Uh, and yeah, wow. I noticed a lot of changes. And maybe about uh, I think I about lost about fifteen pounds. Mm. Um, you know, I've just inflammation from my system. Well, and recognizing too that, you know, we're not that I want to com necessarily compare us to a car, but you know, we, <laughs> but it's literally like we, we go in, we take our car in for maintenance, you know, an oil change and get all that stuff done. And it's so important to do that for our bodies to do that regular maintenance and cleansing. You know, yeah. I'm cur currently on a cleanse right now and going through that process. And it's, um, you know, I do one once a year, sometimes a couple times a year, but I'm, you know, going through a process and it's, but it's so helpful. It's so, you know, you feel that energy shift, you know, I know I will eventually have been a little tired this week, but you know, it's, um, it's part of that cleansing process because I'm releasing all the built up toxins that we, we get uh, that are stored. Yeah. Yeah. What is your cleanse like? Oh, it's um, Dr. Schultz's 30-day um, cleanse. He's um, herbdoc.com. And so there's a lot of clays. Right now I'm doing a five-day colon cleanse and then I'll do a five-day liver, then the kidney and then the colon again. And yeah. so it's all raw foods and doing a lot of clays this week and a lot of, um, yeah, colon, you know, cleansing herbs. So I can relate to being, you know, in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. so. I, I do a little bit different cleansing. I used to do, I consider those really potent cleanses. And I think there's definitely a, a, a time and place for that. Um, I do something a little more gentle. It's more Ayurvedic based where I do like kitchari, which is a really simple like rice and split mung bean stew with all the spices, which we forget that 
really good spices, you know, like ginger and turmeric and all those are those are medicines as well. And so mine's a, a little bit more food based. I will sometimes use supplements, but I have a really hypersensitive digestive system. And sometimes taking too much clay or too much herbal supplements can actually set me back. So again, it depends on the person, um, but I like the kind of traditional Ayurvedic Kitchery cleanse. And another part, I mean, I know we mentioned a lot of, you mentioned specifically like weight loss and inflammation and swollenness going down. Um, for me, I really notice a shift mentally and emotionally. Um, that to me is like, that's the game changer. And I think, I know a lot of people like externally, many of us, you know, want to lose the, the weight gain and we want our joints to feel better. But for me, the mental clarity that I get and just more the emotional stability. Uh, it's amazing how addictive our foods can can be. And with myself and with some of the women that I work with in my women's wellness group, we'll admit like we eat our feelings. Like when something goes awry, and it and it does. Like life just happens. It's when the storms hit, not if, but when. It's like that's when the ice cream starts calling our name, or you know, <laughs> just those trigger foods. So I've noticed that I start to release those emotional attachments from my kind of, I would say, go-to foods. And ice cream, unfortunately, is usually high on the list. <laughs> That's such a good point. Yeah, mental and emotional clarity is so important. Um, yeah, and I've I've also noticed that when I had dairy in the past, that mental clarity was not there. Yeah, right? it's, it's very foggy, and uh, so I had to I removed dairy from my diet, and then I started having this clarity. Um, but yeah, that is so true. That you know, once the storm when the storm hits, it's like, what do you run towards, right? And that's when your meditation, that's when all of the practices yeah. that you've been doing will come in handy. Like, hey, let me just sit down with this and not mm -hmm. be impulsive and, you know, grab that food or whatever I need to satisfy myself. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I, I think that's that's a great, uh, it, I mean, physical benefits, but also there's a mental benefit, there's an emotional benefit. It's it's all around. And, and that's what foods in our body have an effect on. It's like everything in our life, not just one aspect, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious too, like, you know, so you've been doing this for a while, sounds like, and I'm wondering, cause a lot of people, you know, I know they, they struggle with maintaining that healthy lifestyle and that healthy diet and, and are, you know, get really turned on by, you know, the ads or the, you know, the shiny objects or when they're going out to eat or, you know, having, uh, you know, need a quick lunch or something. And, and so I'm wondering, what are your, what are your tools, your tips, tricks that you do um, for maintaining your healthy lifestyle? Uh, that's a good question. I think the one thing is definitely, and I'm going to say this as a first point, is every week, at least have one or two cheat meals. Plan that in your meal right? Plan that in your, in your structure, because it's important. Our body needs a little bit. You don't have to be hundred percent on point. It could be 80% and that's okay. Right. You need a little bit of that. Uh, Hey, let me just take a day off and just cheat on this. Mm. Right. That's fine. So like, like the 80, 20 rule. 80, 20. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 80% be healthy 20%, which, you know, isn't, isn't a whole lot. That's fine. You can, you know, have that cheat meal. And so that's what I would say is, giving myself that out, right? Okay, fine. If I had it one day, 
that's okay. It's not gonna destroy everything that I've built thus far. Uh, you know, keeping that in mind. Second thing is, now this is the emotional or the mental part, is when you do have that meal or when you do break your own rules, don't uh, try not to beat yourself up. Yeah. Right? Uh, just say that, hey, it's okay. And instead of beating yourself up, focus on the part that, you know, like I said, mentioned earlier, like I was always focusing on how it's destroying my body, how my body feels. Mm -hmm. Cheating, I'm eating that burger. Now let me focus on how my body feels while I'm eating that burger. Mm -hmm. So that next time I keep this in mind that, hey, when I ate this food last time, I felt like this. I felt bloated. I felt pains in my, in my stomach. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel that anymore. So next time I'll have more of an incentive not to eat that food because I remember that. I recall. Yeah. Plus like that, you know, I think that energy of that negative emotion, if you're beating yourself up is almost worse than the food that you're eating anyways, because you're eating those negative emotions as you are eating the food. Yeah. And then you'll want more of that food or something else like ice cream, you know, to satisfy that emotion. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I think it's like trying to avoid that mental beat up. I think that's extremely important. And instead of beating yourself up mentally, focus on the part how this food is affecting your body in that moment. And like you, you know, Brenda, you said you had that uh, waxy feeling of the cheese, and you don't like that anymore, and you eliminated that. Focusing on all of those little things. That way, when it comes to it. The next time it comes around, you're less likely. Maybe you'll, you'll still eat it, but chances will you know, keep going down and down and your probability of it will just decrease over time such that at some point, maybe two months down the road, three months down the road, that food will just drop out of your system. Yeah, and that's very true. I think just as we can create eating habits of, you know, whether it's the greasy cheese, pizza, or burgers or things, we can also shift that. I think we forget how resilient our human bodies and minds are. And I'm actually now at a point where like, I prefer, especially now we're, we're coming into farmer's market season here. And like, I prefer the fresh salad and all the veggies over the greasy cheese pizza. Like I will actually choose that instead, but it took me a while to get to that place because I think we can like, I don't know if it's scientific, but like retrain taste buds to actually crave different foods. Now, when it comes to sweets though, and I love the 80-20, I'm definitely like that. Like I, I'm definitely more of a sweet tooth, have always been. And there was a time when I made it really strict and be like, nope, I'm not gonna have any dessert. I'm not gonna do it. And then by the end of the week, I was like, like craving ice cream, like a crazy person. That's all I could think about. So I do a little bit of dessert every day. It's usually like dark chocolate, or I love making my own homemade um, paleo chocolate chip cookies. Uh, and so I make it something special that I would really enjoy eating and I savor it. And I have a little bit every day. And that way I don't get to the end of the week and feel like I'm going to eat the whole tub of ice cream. So I I definitely, that works for me. I know for some people, they are more of a cold turkey, but otherwise my rebellious spirit comes out and I feel restricted and I don't want to be in that space. And so I'm like, well, you know, show my own rule that, and then I eat the ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way too. I need, I have a sweet tooth and yep. I have to have a little bit, uh, almost every day, maybe at least three times a week or four times a week, I'll have something. And uh, next time you have chocolate chip cookies, please invite me because that is my favorite <laughs> dessert. 
chocolate chip cookies over anything. So good made with almond flour. Just and, and and that's the thing too, you know, these sweet desserts, right, don't have to be unhealthy either. They can be made with, you know, really organic and healthy ingredients, right? So we get to choose what we want to put into those. And it doesn't, yeah, we can use dates, you know, as a sweetener and, you know, lots of different bananas and, mm-hmm. you know, so it's really a conscious choice on how, what we're preparing and then what we're putting in our body. So it doesn't have to be this negative thing. We can eat it and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I use a lot of agave for sweetener, mm-hmm. you know, and not using, I, I, I've pretty much eliminated white sugar mm-hmm. uh, from our house and just you know, not having that anymore. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious as to, you know, we've talked about in terms of like this healthy lifestyle, we've shifted into like the physical, the body benefits, the mental, emotional benefits. And what I've learned from myself now that I feel like these are, I mean, for the most part, stable within me. Like, I feel like this is a really grounding factor for me. Like for you, how does it impact the work that you do in the world? Because I think sometimes there's a disconnect. Like people say, oh, I do this for myself. And I said, oh yes. And it allows me, and I'm sure you can add on to this, like, how does it influence your, you know, your work and the positive impact? Cause you do a lot of great work in the community. Like, how does that kind of, you know, come like yeah like move it out into the world from self to community that's such a great point yeah we've uh, focused so much on the self but it definitely affects how i show up in this world yeah uh you know and yeah so back when i was in idaho i remember i would uh kind of lose energy or you know have low energy by the time it was two three o'clock two three p.m uh, and partly it's also because I was, I had a lot of negative thoughts in my mind and that would sap my energy. Uh, you know, I just got out of that relationship. So everything I was focused, my mentally, I was, even though I was at work, I was supposed to be working. My mental, all my thoughts were around that relationship and what she was doing and you know, who she's hanging out with. And it was, you know, co- constantly on that. And partly also, cause and I was also wasn't eating healthy. And uh, because of that, I, I realized I needed coffee at two o'clock. I'd have to go for a walk, take a break, you know, pick my energy up somehow. Uh, but now I don't have those issues. Uh, you know, by even at nine, 10 o'clock, I'd still have energy and I have to literally put myself to sleep. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that's that's a big thing uh, that just having a lot more energy throughout the day, uh, you know, and because I have more energy, I don't get... Um, yeah, you know, little things don't take me off. And so when I show up in the world, I have more patience, I have more, uh, you know, positivity that I come with. Uh, and I think it, it makes a world of a difference. Hmm. Yeah, so I'd love to hear, you know, about maybe the day in life and like what your what your current lifestyle looks like. And I know you have some nutritional supplements and some teas and things. And, and I'm just wondering, if you can talk a little bit about that and how you incorporate those into your life and into your lifestyle. Yeah. So a day for me, uh, I usually, uh, fat, I do intermittent fasting. Uh, so awesome. I, eat, I eat around 11, 12 o'clock is my first meal. Uh, before that I'll have some tea, uh, I'll have maybe some coffee, uh, a lot of liquids in the morning, some juices, water, 
uh, and keep flushing my system. And then by 12 o'clock or so is when I eat my first meal. Uh, so one of the teas that I take is something we call the miracle tea. It awesome. comes in a bag like this. Mm. And this is a 30-day supply. So essentially, this is one tea bag, a big tea bag that you put it in water, or sorry, 15-day supply. You put it in water. Uh, you can make a gallon of it. And every day you can drink eight ounces of it. Um, and what this does is it has about 15 to 20 different herbs. Uh, and each of them have its own uh, kind of benefits for the system. Uh, but some of the herbs that are in there, uh, one of them is Moringa. And Moringa has a lot of benefits for the body. It yes. has so much vitamin C, even more than oranges. It has vitamin A, even more than carrots do. It has a lot of potassium. It has uh, protein. We wouldn't think Moringa or any leaf has protein, but this has a lot of protein, even more than yogurt. Uh, and also calcium. It has a lot of calcium. So, you know, this just Moringa in and of itself has a lot of benefits. And there's another uh, herb called passion flower uh, that I put in there. And this one helps with uh, anxiety. It helps with, um, you know, it gives you better sleep. You know? it, it reduces yeah. your anxiety, increases your sweet sleep quality. And because your sleep quality increases, you'll have more energy the next day and throughout the day. Uh, and that's that's what passion flower does. Uh, I was going to say I've really enjoyed the benefits of miracle tea. I tend to drink it in the morning, um, and I'm I'm of the sort that oftentimes like I sleep fairly well, but when I wake up, like my brain is on, and so actually the passion flower helps me kind of even calm my mind down so I can focus a little bit better. So I mean, it depends on the person. It might help someone fall asleep. For me, I'm like I just need to bring the mind, you know, into a little bit calmer space in the morning. So so I can focus on, you know, on the work and project ahead. And my digestion has definitely improved. There's some great digestive herbs in there as well. So I've really enjoyed the Miracle Tea for sure. Oh, that's so great to hear. Um, yeah. And I, I think it's, it's, it has, because it has so many different uh, herbs in there, you know, it, every person will feel something different for it yet. Yeah. Like something that's maybe lacking in your body, that's, that's what it'll provide you with. And I feel like that's what the main benefit of miracle tea is. Whatever is lacking in your system, it'll you know, fortify you with that. Um, and, and again, it's also a detox, so it helps cleanse the liver, the kidneys, uh, you know, just flushing things out of your system. You can drink this hot, you could drink it cold, uh, you know, in a, a summer night, just put some ice in it and drink it cold and it, it'll mm. work wonders for you. Yeah, I noticed that I really, um, I really enjoy drinking it in the morning as well. Um, that's usually when I like to drink my teas and, and, um, but it's really, you know, I just noticed when I'm having a session, I'm, I'm able to stay more present and focused on, you know, the work at hand and, and being present for who I'm working with, um, which has been really a nice shift. And, you know, I mean, I try to stay focused and <laughs> present anyways, but, um, but I just noticed that even that subtlety there that, you know, it, there's a, um, there is a, a shift in my, my brain power, it feels like. So, and what a loving thing, right? A loving thing that we can do to, for our bodies is just 
nourishing it with what it needs, you know, and we're bringing in these, um, you know, change in diet and adding these nutritional supports to really help support our, our bodies, our minds, our spirits, um, because it does, it is very uplifting. And I think we can really notice those shifts, you know, on a, on all levels, right. As we do make those changes and, and that brain function. And, and sometimes, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And, and if we're living a certain way for a long time, we kind of get used to that, you know, until we find this thing that can help shift our, our energy and help shift, you know, into a new way into, you know, so it's, it's really nice that, you know, to add in those, those missing pieces that uh, we, we didn't know that we were missing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it definitely adds a lot to our bodies, um, you know, and uh, it, uh, you know, another thing um, I'm actually taking this to the next level. Now uh, I'm opening up a juice bar. I'm in the process of opening up a juice mm. bar. Oh, how exciting. Tell us about that. Yeah. So the, the, it's called Asai Veda. Uh, it has juices, smoothies, acai bowls, or smoothie bowls, and uh, avocado toast. It's all plant-based, um, all healthy, organic, straight from the earth. Uh, cool. some, of the, some of the unique uh, aspects of it is uh, how we are different. Is So one of the things that we juice is called Ashgard. It's um, kind of like a watermelon. That's what it looks like. It's about this big. And... Uh, it it's a great replacer for coffee uh mm, what this is really? in the morning it'll give you that constant energy that alertness without the crash and um it's it doesn't have a taste it's basically like kind of like clear not clear liquid but it's a translucent liquid and similar taste to water mm. um, but it has a lot of benefits for the body and this mm. is something that uh, i've actually heard about it more recently uh, you know, more and more uh, people out of India and China, they're talking about it. That's where it's grown. And that's where most, uh, most of the people eat it there. Um, but it's, uh, that's, that's something different that you don't see at any other juice bars. Uh, another thing is, uh, for smoothies, we have a saffron flavored smoothie, mm -hmm. uh, along with a saffron flavored smoothie bowl, you know, so like acai bowl, but uh, it's like a, a saffron base. Uh, and so that's, that's very different. Um, and then we have avocado toast that are not the traditional, like, you know, we have added some Indian flavors in there. We have added some Hispanic flavors in there. We've added some Mediterranean flavors in there. Mm. It's just like a whole assortment of different uh, cuisines that are brought together. Mm. Uh, along with that, we will carry, we also carry uh, uh, herbs from different parts of the world. Uh, so lion's roots, uh, or sorry, lion's mane, maca, uh, ashwagandha, moringa, you know, we'll have all of these different powders that we can add it to our smoothies and supercharge them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is uh, something unique. I've been working on it this year and we're finally uh, close, uh, close to opening it up now. Uh, we have a location and we're going through the agreements and everything. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. with next month or so, it'll be up and running. Oh, very cool. Well, congratulations. That sounds amazing. Thank you. And if anyone is in the LA area, Orange County, uh, where the first location we're looking at is in Costa Mesa, mm -hmm. uh, which is Orange County. So if you're around there, definitely stop by and, uh, you know, we'd I'd love to meet you there. Beautiful. And we'll, well also that's... carry the miracle tea there. 
Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, as a, as a good segue into, as we wrap up, I'm wondering if you can tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah. Uh, so my website is drvarungandhi.com. That's D-R-V-A-R-U-N-G-A-N-D-H-I.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at drvarungandhi. Uh, for the juice bar, it's called Asai Veda. And the website is asaiveda.com. Uh, Instagram by the same name as well. Beautiful. And we'll add all of those links to our show notes so people can easily find you. And thank you again so much for being here with us today, Varun. It's been an absolute pleasure to have this beautiful conscious conversation. And thank you for listening to Be The Love Podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your family and friends, giving us a five-star written review on iTunes and Spotify, or liking us on Facebook. And please consider supporting our mission to awaken our souls with a monthly donation that helps us with the operating costs of this podcast so we can continue to spread the love. To contribute, visit our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Time. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Christy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphic. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey to align to our divine purpose and shine our lights. So keep on shining.